Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome to our reaction show. As always, it's Monday, and uh, that means we have to do this, uh, you know, because why not? All right, uh, <laughs> and joining me today, uh, we've got uh, Nishikant uh, back on the show. Nishikant, welcome once again. Thanks again, Rohit. Pleasure yeah. being here. Yes, Nishikant, uh, what was it? Steve McMahon, Sharma. Yes, that's, I think, what we had. Were you Steve McMahon? Yes, you were Steve McMahon, because <laughs> God of Ishia be saying yes. So, uh, anyway, no, we've got, I am uh, just Nishikan. I have no interest in being anyone else. Oh, yes, that is true. Yes, that is correct. Uh, well, we got uh, Kaneya as well, uh, back on the show once again on a, on a reaction show. So, welcome. Thank you. Yes, thanks for, thanks for having yes. me. Yes, and I think for the first time this season, uh, we've got Adash on the show. So, I mean, yeah, Adash, uh, welcome to the show as well. Sadly, we can't see you, but uh, we can hear you today. So, yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you for having me here, Rohit. Yes, thank you. Thank you for, for uh, joining us. The first time that we're uh, able to have in the season. And I mean, let's get in. Let's just talk about it. Uh, as you can see on the thumbnail, uh, that's that's what we're going to That's the first thing that we're going to talk about. Wow. What is it good for? I mean, if you know the song, what is it good for? And uh, well, of course, so, you know, war, war, then you make it war. Uh, you know, anyway, wordplay for those of you. And it does go. And I think and I, my opinion is that the next part of the lyrics is absolutely true. Absolutely nothing. But uh, anyway, we will talk. About we uh, let's start with the refs. Let's start with that. So I mean, we're not going to talk about individual decisions. We'll talk about the, about them as we go game by game. But I mean, overall, uh, I mean, let's start. Uh, let's start with you, Kanya, since I mean, you know, uh, that's something that that's there. Uh, it's there's there's some issues with refereeing that needs to be sorted. I think so um, because uh, I mean, they they may change the rules, but it, it, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's just not working. It's not it's not clear. There's something wrong. Something broken. It's it's yeah. It's like it's like. It's just we are like it's like VAR is not getting it right at all. Like like last season was something else. It was like too strict. This year it's okay. Like this year it's like okay, the referees make the final call, and now referees are not working properly. I'm like, like decide like if you know, okay, we know there's a problem between when you have man and machine working together. Uh, you know, you hear it last last season was more on machine, so it was like the lines were like millimeters. Uh, this year, it's like you know the referees making calls, like final calls. So it's 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 a pretty it's pretty confusing. Like I'm like, what does a player do? Like I I you know for I, I don't want to get into examples because there are a lot this game week. Like mm -hmm. I, we can just go on the whole show can be about it. But if just to just to just to kind of get perspective, it's very hard right now. Like I, I really don't know how bar from. From from here goes forward. It's it's again. I think it's again. It again goes to the whole scrutiny of, you know, why do we actually need it? It's just ruining the game. That just starts again. Which which I felt I felt for the first couple of game weeks had gone. People were like, okay, it's working. These are these are much more logical, you know, decisions. Mm -hmm. But then last game, this game week five, I was like, okay, what happened there? So that's uh, it's it's confusing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Nishikan, I mean, the thing is, the Premier League said that they're gonna maybe a little bit more lenient with fouls. Um, and I guess there's actually two parts. We'll talk first about the fouls. We said it's gonna be too lenient, a little bit lenient with fouls. The question is, are they being too lenient with them? And then again, uh, you know, because we 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 were the Euro, we saw the Euros obviously, and the refs work pretty well over there. So is this an English ref issue about refs just not understanding well, you know, how to apply the laws and they're just like, okay, today we do it this way, tomorrow we do it that way. Is 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 it just competence of English refs? I guess is the question. Is it incompetence there? It's it's incompetence from English refs. The refereeing standard has been, you know, degrading every season. It degrades a bit more. Mm -hmm. 
it's definitely a problem with english refs because like you said other play, euros we saw a very good implementation quite successful implementation of var in other leagues we have we don't really uh, hear much about people complaining about var i mean one or the other here and there maybe right but uh, i i mean i think mostly this particular weekend whatever games I've, i saw i think decisions mostly were uh no i mean couple of decisions were pretty bad like uh, against Le- in leicester brighton game the offside calls that uh, you know did two goals null and void for brighton i don't think that should have been really given offside i think but the united one i think was a penalty i think you might not be which one so that the, was a penalty the shaw one or the ronaldo the shaw one okay well shaw one yeah. as well as ronaldo let's let let's see yeah. well i mean let's yeah i mean i don't want to get yeah. into individual reasons right now but i think we'll talk with us about but that. yeah so I, but there is an inconsistency right some people have to remember uh, which one sorry how many penalties do you guys get you have to actually remember no, no, which one no one they conceded one they did not get so they Mid- didn't one, get one well, there was like two or three they did not get so Yeah. Oh, this year. Well, by the way, this year United have not got any penalties. Ah, uh, just so you know. Yeah. So relax. So relax. I know. I know. Relax. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. You see. You see. You see. Adish doesn't mind VAR, and and you know we know we all know why he doesn't mind VAR because you know yes. it actually helps City. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Uh, no, no. Yes. I mean, it can help. It really can help. You know, mm-hmm. if you. But you need to have some consistency. Yeah. Most of these laws, like handball, etc., it's like we will judge them. in a better we will include these these things to judge them in a better why why don't you draw a clear line make it black and white if you want accuracy make it black and white but if you want to have a human element you need to you know leave them leave that gray area right yeah. but i think there should be some sort of like i don't know training for english refs because english refs are really bad when was the last time uh, england had a you know a final referee in international or uh, you know the last one i European can remember was club. i think was yeah. the last one yeah. 2010 there are some good refs i'm not saying everyone is capped there are some good refs who can probably do that but most of the referees are not very good or probably they have not been trained well anyway so one of these I mean, so yeah. and the final to be yeah. the final pet peeve for me is is when the refs walk over to the screen uh you know to check a decision right you know yeah i think you know they're going to change they should have a background score for it they yeah. should have a background score when he's walking there like <laughs> something no, like it's, that it's 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 funny because i think 9 times out of 10 or 99 times out of 100 they will change the decision when they're told to go and see it that means they're going to change the decision i i just just it's weird isn't it it's the same that anthony taylor did you know we'll go back to the chelsea liverpool game because mr kanwas likes to go back there so we'll do it for him the chelsea liverpool game anthony taylor did it uh this time i mean my martin atkinson did it uh who was the other one was it did you know uh, anthony Jean-Mos, taylor did in uh some friendly game or something showed second yellow card to a player he had not shown a yellow card in the first place yeah that was a champions league game right anthony taylor yeah champions league game yes yeah, sorry yeah, yeah he did it yeah yeah Yeah, so I mean, it's it's just anyway. Anyway, well, I mean, we can talk about refs, and we will talk about refs as we go into individual games because there are quite a few individual decisions to pick out. Um, I guess before we start, we'll start with the non-top four team this time because we always start with the top four team. Um, Adarsh, uh, since you've been a little bit quiet, we'll ask you this: Is it now safe to say the Norwich City are going to get relegated this season? They lost again, three-one to Watford. Um, it there is, I mean, they, they don't seem to have too many. Well, they they can get a goal here and there, but their defense sucks. So, is it safe to say? I mean, I mean, Palace went uh, eight games or seven games without a point, and then they still survived. But surely Norwich, I think, are 
are, are going to get relegated this year? Uh, for me, yes. Uh, I still think like Norwich would be the first one who's going to get relegated at first place uh, because the defense hasn't been the best thing of the team as of now. They're struggling with the defense at first place, and then it's just a team of Pookie, right? It's just Pookie who's just scoring goals for them. Uh, mm-hmm. I was seeing the highlights of uh, Norwich playing. Uh, it was just Pookie who was scoring, who was controlling a game here and there. But uh, they were still conceding lots of chances, if not goals, at first place. And uh, they were not quite even confident at the ball. The players were not confident passing the ball back to the keeper or up front. And that was the first thing. That is the first thing when you realize that team doesn't have the confidence. Manager hasn't done enough pep talk with the players. They're not... Uh, they do not know plan B even if the ball doesn't go forward or backward at first place. So, that is something what they're struggling with and uh, maybe a change of manager down the lane could help them save the relegation zone but if they stick with the current manager, I don't think they're going to survive Premier League this season at all. Yeah, they just yeah, it's one of those things in Norwich, they go up and then they come back down and then they go up and then they come back down. So, anyway, I don't know what Norwich, where Norwich are going to finish. I think it's going to be a it's going to be a tough fight, I think, for them to sort of survive this season. But uh, uh, we will watch there. Uh, I think it was, yeah, because if you're not going to win at home against Watford, you are in trouble, uh, no matter which team you are. Uh, anyway, speaking of uh, relegation troubles, we'll talk about Arsenal now. Um, because, uh, you know, they were in relegation trouble uh, for a little while, maybe for a minute or so. But they seem to be resurgent. It looks like Arteta has done some... It, well, I mean, it's two goals and two wins. It's what Spurs were doing, uh, you know. The, the, you know, so... But two wins in a row, it uh, looks like they're on a bit of a run now, maybe. So the only good thing in these two performances is that their defense has been economical. Right? Mm-hmm. They have not conceded. They have shut up shop and they've managed to kind of hold on to things. Right? But the counter argument is that they played like two very weak teams. Burnley or who, who was Norwich. it that they Norwich. played? Nor- Norwich. Norwich and Burnley. Mm-hmm. Right? So very weak teams. But still, like so some of the players have managed to stand out, like Ramsdale. He, he's been managing his box pretty well, something that uh, Leno apparently wasn't very good at. So that certainly is going to help uh, Arsenal. I think clean sheets will give them confidence. You know, mm-hmm. probably once they bring these, uh, you know, once they solidify a structure, then they can build upon it. You need to have the uh, initial structure. So that is what defense is. So they need to, so if they can continue to be economical, then they can build on it and Arteta could make a turnaround. But right now the game, like last game was pretty even when I watched it, right? Uh, same kind of chances uh, and everything. It was an individual moment of brilliance from Odegaard that uh, they could score a goal. Otherwise, uh, you know, it never looked like they will score many. So yeah. the things still like still far away, but obviously they'll not go in the, down in relegation. Like that's not gonna. They're, they're too good for I relegation. Know, I was just I was just joking. And yeah, I know. Then I was so, but yeah. way far away and not a concern right now for uh, teams like City, Chelsea, United. Yeah. Well, that's I mean you know because what was Broca was the one who was saying that Arsenal's season will be good if they avoid relegation. So. I mean, I, I think that was a little bit harsh, but uh, can I, talking of Arsenal, though, I mean, uh, I mean, they did. They, we we talked about their summer signings and how Limini yeah. are sort of unremarkable, but it looks like uh, Odegaard something, uh, Tomiyasu is something. Uh, they have yeah. something. Uh, Ramsdale is obviously something. So they've got players who are something that who could be something. I mean, I know it's it's hard for Arsenal fans sometimes. You know, when we talk about some things and then they turn into nothings. But 
they've got players who could be something I mean, that's exactly what we spoke about as well uh, you know the defense coming uh, both the uh, both summer signings kind of starting ben white and tomiyasu uh, that that was a structure that they had to like, they had to try them out as early as possible given the games will come thick and fast for them now so mm-hmm. if you know he needs to arteta needs to understand as nishikanta has said a structure to kind of go ahead with but you know the only point the concerning point was there was no goal from like play like they made a play they were kind of cutting the defense through it was it was individual brilliance again from a summer signing who they've been tracking for a long time now it is an advantage that they you know you get these players you 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 get these players for such kind of brilliance but then how long can you kind of assist how how much can they sustain when they're playing much difficult or different different sides as well uh burnley okay they they were and you know they were playing they, they they were basically looking for a draw i think burnley was basically looking for a draw um and th- that was their uh, goal when in going into the game that that was their best result but then uh, odegaard scoring that goal just you know uh, lifted it up but then it's it's still those individual players that are those are that are making the difference there is you know there is no team you know like a mentality how to play and what to play around with mm-hmm. you, you know it again goes back to arteta in my mind because these are individual brilliance these these are not kind of you know the manager has nothing to do with a free kick he you know he it, it's it's completely odegaard's work but then that that's something which kind of catches my eye again is like do how long do the sustainability it was not again a thumping win like if if you start scoring you if you because you know they scored in the first first half i guess the, the first and then they they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't break again because then burnley were Are trying to uh, you know attack more did the game did open up so in my mind that's uh, that's a concern but still but i'm happy that at least for the for the second game in a row you know clean sheet ramsdale uh, again a new uh, uh, guy in for leno you know shaking things up in that lineup you know yeah uh, uh, you know some 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 spark is there but then i don't know how well how long can they can uh, you know contain and uh, sustain that one thing i've learned over the years is that you never count arsenal out because the moment you do is when they play at chelsea or man united and they end up winning that game and then you just scratch your head and wonder what the hell so well i'm not going to count that's just going in familiar territory i mean if those things happen you know i mean what arsenal's season is they they they've always had players who could be something be it theo walcott or wilshere or kokelin or all that I know. But, you know, so saying this, this players who can be something. I feel like who could be something is Tomi Asu, the defender they got. Mm-hmm. Uh, apart from that, I don't think anybody would actually shine in Premier League as for a long time. Even Odegaard is is something whom I do not fancy at first place. Uh, he is a very very one dimensional player, I would say, because he just scored a free kick. That's it. Apart from that, I didn't see any charm or any fancy move or any good pass from his end. uh keeping in mind the reputation after which he was brought in arsenal uh it didn't show just a single like even for 5 minutes he wasn't that impressive so that is what like makes you question the whole ability or the whole transfer policy of arsenal they get players who have a good name but when they play for arsenal they become just average once again yeah. so bring Sorry. out something good So have have this debate with Alex once. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, well, if you know, you uh, know. So if you bring out something good, then 
yeah, it's a good thing for Arsenal. But if they don't, there would be another similar season for Arsenal once again. Yeah, I think goal scoring has been an issue for Arsenal for a while. So it's not something new. But uh, anyway, something that uh, we will uh, have to hope and it improves over time. The thing, the good thing for again for Arsenal and a bad thing as well is that they won't be playing as many games. So they have more time to practice on the training ground. But it's hard to build momentum as well if you're not playing, uh, you know, a couple of games every week. Sometimes that helps in building momentum. But uh, anyway, uh, so anyway, that that is uh, Arsenal, and uh, I mean that uh, you know two wins in a row though. People can you you find things to complain, but uh, and sometimes you just have to do the good with the bad as well. Six months on the board definitely uh, helps them. Uh, and uh, speaking of that, uh, speaking of pep talks, uh, you know, as Adar said, we'll talk about uh, Pep Guardiola and Manchester City. Uh, you know, Adar, first thing first, I was surprised Ferran Torres didn't start this game. Why did he not? It was an injury. Was there any concern? Why did he not start this game? Because I was just surprised. I thought he should have started this one. Uh, yeah, it was a surprise for every one of us. Uh, even the FPL guys would be surprised by that. Uh, but uh, it was a small knock which I read somewhere, but it wasn't concrete. So I cannot say it was the main reason why he benched him or he, he was not even on bench at first place. So let's see uh, if Pep actually decides to move forward without Fernand Torres or not. Because if he is available, he'll definitely start for us. Because he is the only number nine what we have right now. Because Jesus is not the guy who is uh, impressing Pep as a number nine for obvious reasons. And uh, I don't think he's injured because he recently he mentioned uh, today in an interview in a list of injuries and uh, Torres wasn't in it. But most of your players are Gundogan, Stone. So most probably going to be just a rotational Godfrey. change from yeah. Pep. Yeah, and yeah, we have. A, I mean, he was complaining of- about being having to play young uh, players, like cribbing about it. Yeah, we'll have to play young players because we have so many injuries. Yeah, we got have five They injuries. have uh, two two teams and he's cribbing about playing youngsters. No, no. If you if you look at the bench, uh, in the Southampton's bench, you'll see like only two or three players were uh, first quality players. The rest of them were just academy players. So, uh, many of the players are injured. Laporte, Rodri... Uh, Farhan was be- not even on bench for some reason, and uh, Zinchenko was out. Like so many Yeah, but you yeah. don't yeah, rate Zinchenko anyway, so you can't use him as an excuse because you don't like Zin- that you don't rate Zinchenko much anyway. So you can't use that. I mean, they had culture. I mean, I started liking Zinchenko. <laughs> okay, but anyway, I mean, I, mean, I guess Champions he's a League part of League. that. Um, I guess yeah, I mean you know ultimately the fact is that if you if you draw nil nil then you've got to say that City didn't attack well and I think that's that's something we had like zero shots on target so that just depicts how badly we need a striker who can take shots so we don't have it Jesus is not a number nine what we want to have it but uh, let's see if Pep decides to go in the market once again for the number nine in January or not and if he doesn't hopefully we are going to bid for Haaland if Nothing goes left or right. Let's see. 200, yes. Wow. Yeah, well, Holland wow. is there. But I mean, doesn't no, Guardiola people... has a problem with Raiola? Yeah, hopefully, that... we're going to bid. I'm not saying hopefully we're going to buy. I'm saying hopefully we're going to bid. No, but it's okay because Guardiola, anyways, is upset with the fans. And apparently, the, he said that he'll leave if yeah. the fans want him to. So, I mean, you know, he the yeah. be that. <laughs> I mean, no, he, but... he's just trying to get fired. That's all. He knows that he's not going to be able to. <laughs> he's like, I'm done with this. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. But let, let's stick to the game, though. Uh, okay, Nishikan, penalty for uh, the, the, the call, the penalty call for Southampton. Was that a penalty or not? According to you. 
Did you see the ascendant? I should press that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, I, it was like a VR. It was an arm Thinking like a VR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an. I know. So, I can play video on this one. Otherwise, I don't know. I'm a bit torn. I mean, I would say no, not a pen. Okay. Okay. Um. Why do you? Well, I mean, you know what? I thought it was a penalty. I thought it was. A, it was a clear penalty, as clear as I guess, because Walker doesn't win the ball, and uh, you know he puts him down. Uh, and I mean, the thing no, is, I think is, it's see, it's one of those things where once you give it, normally what happens with these kind of decisions, once you give it, the VAR doesn't overturn it. Usually, it's like okay, fine, yep. it's a decision. But this year, for some reason, they decide that you know what, we'll we'll ask you to overturn it, or we'll tell you to have a look. And once you tell somebody to have a look, they always change their minds. But I mean, well, yeah, well, but, I mean, I mean uh, uh, you could also not change your mind. So that's still a fine time. Yeah, but once they tell them. But I, I think it's it, it wasn't, an, uh, you know, that like there will be some contact right, always in the game. So no, I think point. that was too less. I don't really see a proper clash there. I know, I see. What I saw is I saw his leg go forward, right? And he doesn't get the ball. I mean, I understand the contact sport. There's got to be contact, but he's still got to make contact with the ball. What I don't like oftentimes yeah. is when people get cards, yellow cards or red cards, because you know the follow through they hit people like with their leg or whatever, and the person makes a big deal out of it. That that part is a little. But in this case, he didn't make contact with the ball. He just put his leg in front and uh, it went down. Anyway, I mean, I can you know it's one of those things weird to tell whether these yeah. things this season you know what's what's a penalty and what's not a penalty. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I think it's if, if they do if they become consistent and kind of you know gives this kind of decision throughout, then I would be happy. Because they already know they're getting sticks from everybody, from the fans, from the viewers, for the decisions they are making. So they, they just made up of their mindset that what's the worst it can get? <laughs> they are already doing bad. What's the worst it can get? So they're just giving any decisions to anyone. It was a penalty for Walker. They did not give it at first place. I mean, what is wrong with them? <laughs> that was a clear penalty. Yeah. It's more of, so I think I just felt it. It was more like, I don't know why everybody's just talking about the play of the dive or, you know, they, they know there's going to be contact. So they're kind of anticipating yeah. a yeah. touch. That, I don't get that fact. I'm like, why are we talking like that? If you, the player has made, like, he he has committed and now he has made a choice now it, it's up any any and he will touch like what, what do you do cut you can't cut his legs off like you can't touch me okay and something i, I and the commentators will keep and that's something which which is kind of irking me I'm most like, of the time such channels can be uh, such challenges are evaded right? yeah so just because it's in the box yeah because you know, it wasn't really that kind of uh, challenge. He he yeah. wanted to go down, so he exactly because it was in the box. Exactly. So so again, like it's like you know, but then but it was a in my mind it was a penalty because you know these kind of that just sets consistency in my mind. If you give that as a penalty, you know you don't you you set a tone. If you don't give that as a penalty, and you if in the next game you give something very similar as a penalty, yeah. then you're like, what did you do? That that becomes a problem. It's a, and that's exactly the problem with Premier. Yeah, exactly. The refs, uh, it's it's a problem, isn't it, with things? But anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's one of the one of the controversial decisions that I thought. Uh, you know, I I made a joke. I will not make it here because it's a public forum. I do not want to be hounded by city fans, but uh, or you know by city's owners. Uh, but uh, anyway, but Southampton did good though. 
I yes, guess. Southampton played really well. I mean, yeah, let's, let's take a moment mm. to talk about Southampton as well. Because, I mean, we, we made the prediction. Uh, yeah. I said it would be 2-0. I think Prakas said 4-0. I said 6-0. Nothing like that happened. I mean, you know, yeah. the thing is, you know, the, the reason why Pep didn't get a point wasn't because Southampton played well, actually. It's because he couldn't overcome our triple jinx. Uh, you know, he can overcome <laughs> one or two. He can overcome triple. But, I mean, Southampton, the, the way they play, uh, they got a point from Manchester United as well. They haven't won any games, but they don't look like they're going to get relegated just with the style that they play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I had actually uh, thought they would get relegated this season. I mentioned it before as well. I think also on your channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I had them in one of the bottom threes, uh, you it's know, possible. to get relegated. But it doesn't look like they they might survive. They might uh, survive again, and that'll be a good thing. Yeah. But yeah, so the, I mean, but you know, long way to go. They did well against both United and City, right? So maybe it's just that. Uh, you know, new season high of, you know, doing, trying to do well against, uh, you know, bigger name, David versus Goliath situation. Let's see how they can carry this, uh, uh, you know, uh, throughout the season, but uh, start as well, right, for a team uh, threatening in uh, relegation last season. This was a good start. Yeah, they do, uh, they do press very well, which, which I'm very impressed with. Yeah. Pressing is very yeah. good for a team of that nature. Um, others Maybe final... Hassan Hauta is finally finding his feet. Yeah, I think that is important. Other final comment, though, I think uh, Fernandinho, I know he's, uh, I think this is probably, again, his last season. We don't know. It's supposed to be last season, but is eight starting to show in, in his performances? He didn't have a good game against Southampton, but uh, it's not a yeah. really bad game. He yeah. actually made us like feel that we were actually missing Rodri at first place because Rodri isn't the guy whom we City fans trust against big teams. But uh, this season, uh, how Fernandinho started this first game of his wasn't quite surprising, not according to his standards. And yes, age is now showing up. His 36-year-old age is showing up now. And uh, hopefully, we're going to jump into the market for another another defensive midfielder uh, who can give competition to Rodri as Fernandinho was giving until last season, literally. So, let's see how things unfold for City because there are a couple of positions, striker, like yeah. defensive midfielder after Fernandinho goes off yeah. and the left-back position once again, once Mendy is out mm-hmm. or in for a longer period of time. So, let's see how things unfold. Yeah, so others, so Pep Guardiola could wow, actually tactically wow. make a team defend well rather than having bought so many defenders, you pro- guys probably might, might have spent on a midfielder or a striker. I know, I know but it's like, others is like, no, but others is like, they go, I want this, huh. I want this. Yes, exactly. This, that's he just it. comes up with that grocery that's list. That's I know, there's a great card. You okay. have so much of money, right? Oh my God. I know, but you know, like, it's just for investments. But I mean, that's the thing though. When you think about it, you want ha- you, if you sign Haaland, that's a 200 million investment. You're talking about a defensive midfielder. That's probably 300 million investment. It's an investment. Yeah, but I mean, like, 200, you know, 200 million, you're probably going to look at about If you buy seven. someone for 200 million, it's highly unlikely you'll sell for more. It gets very unlikely. So, yeah. You know. I mean, well, the actual price would only be 70 million. 160 million for Kane. Yeah. So adding 40 more million will get you Haaland, then buy it. Buy him. Yeah. I don't think next season he'll cost anything more than 70 million, like Rohit said, because of the clause. But, but, yeah, uh, but the package, but salaries the package, will go up to, yeah, part apparently, Raiola uh, this, this season, 20 million. he asked for uh, uh, 500,000 uh, per week salary. For, yeah, that will be, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> Get him to city. 
We can't let United do all the shopping alone, can we? Oh, United don't. Well, I mean, I wish, I wish oh, United could okay. do shopping, but I mean, they don't. Well, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, let, let's yeah. move on. Let's, okay. let's move on. We're kind of getting off track, and we got a lot of things to cover about. Cover as well. Uh, all right. Uh, you know what? Kevin Peterson, Peterson said, hand the title to Chelsea. But I tell you what, there is a team in red that is not going to give it up. So he's not talking about Man United. I'm talking about Liverpool. Um, you know. It started as a bit of an inkling, but I'm, you know, I, I, I think that each as each week goes by, they're proving that they could be title challengers. Can I? Yeah, I think they're looking again. I, I think they look back to the way they were in 2019, 2020 in some ways. They do, but then you know, I'm see as long as Salah is scoring, that's not a concern for Klopp. Klopp will be happy if you know the the moment Salah goes through a dry patch, which he does generally in. while kind of in the in the season that's when the issues will start rising because you know a you know i i feel they have to be the first one in the market to pick somebody up otherwise they're, they're losing they're losing it, it they are title title contenders there's no doubt in that you know they you know and also the last minute changes in the defense and so on and still able to kind of mm-hmm. hold off uh, that was i think impressive no doubt uh, uh, nabiketa getting a goal like where did that come from um I think so even it, he was wondering where that came from but <laughs> exactly but then but but I think it, it it does feel it does feel like they have like Klopp you know I think I think for also the last season they've kind of had a they've kind of had that kind of a awakening which like okay we have been brilliant we have been better than that you know okay last season was completely you know mirrored with different injuries and so on but then they were like we have to pick it up from the start itself it's not like we kind of lose track and then come back again and then we are contenders or then we just like holding off top four and so on so i think that that does and also the way klopp is kind of he has limited options in that midfield now with elliot in my mind going off he has he has to kind of play around he has also watched a number of games everybody so there'll so there'll be a lot of questions around who does he how does he rotate them as well yeah. um you know jordan henderson can't be a superman every time um so he has to kind of play around uh, with a limited uh, bunch of players as well but then i think he till till sala is kind of on this form and he is scoring they are title contenders only thing that in my mind is like when when the games when the champions league kind of kicks in into the next gear when the europe competitions become much more difficult for them how does this play 
Yeah, when people talk about squad, the fact is you only have to have another six weeks. Klopp is going to throw the League Cup and the FA Cup eventually. He doesn't care much about those competitions anyway. Um, so you're only only looking at six game weeks in this in this period where you have to play twice a week, and then you get into the next season. Maybe the games are a bit more intense, but they don't generally. I mean, the Christmas period obviously will be a, will be time, but they now have four centre backs, so they have covered that side at least. Uh, Nishikan, I mean, the, the the thing though is we're talking about resurgence. We're talking about Nabi Keita obviously having a good game and maybe this will be something for him. Uh, Simikas as well has come out of nowhere, really. I mean, it uh, looks like uh, there's finally competition at left back as well for Robertson because he's... I mean, I'm hearing lots of yeah. things. Like, apparently, he's, he's, he's a very good player now. They, they found a good Yeah, player. I mean, I, I didn't even know that the, uh, Liverpool had a player... To, I can't even pronounce his name. Simikas. You know, until he came out of the scene. I don't know when they bought him. The last season. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I read. But that guy flew under the radar. Right? Mm-hmm. And I, I think, yeah, I mean, they, they're doing pretty well. But uh, even in yesterday's game, I think uh, Palace had chances. Palace had their moments. You know, They uh, made chances, they couldn't score. Uh, they were wasteful. So in, in a sense, and you, you can see it in the numbers, right? We, Chelsea and Liverpool are going kind of neck to neck. They have gone through similar situations where there have been moments when the opposition has been on top. They have survived either because of opposition's wastefulness or their decent positioning, whatever may be, the case may be. And then they have managed to win it. So the important thing is uh, Mane seems to be you know, back in touch because he had, a, by his standards, an underwhelming last season. Mm-hmm. So he, he looks uh, good in form. And it's it's very important that you know uh, Salah and Mane both remain informed because they can I said right if if Salah you know you know he gets out of form gets injured or something then they don't really have anyone who could score I mean Jota can score but you know he'll not really be able to match that uh, you know uh, frequency hardly anyone would uh, so they need Mane to be that central figure in their team and be able to score and and you know help. Uh, you know, in case something happens. And if they both remain in form, then, you know, they'll be as good as any team in this league. Yeah. I just, yeah, I mean, I just had a thought as just kind of talking some very serious stuff, but I just realized that if, if Bobby Firmino, Diogo Jota, Sadio Mane and Mo Salah all start together, if you take the first name initial, the, the first name letter of their names, what do you get as a, as a striking quartet? Just do that. In your you mind. said Diego Jota. Whom did he say? Diego Jota? Bobby Firmino, Diogo ah. Jota, Sadio Mane, and Mo Salah. Just take the first letters of their first name and put it together in your striking quartet. What do you get? That, that's, your, that's your striking quartet. But anyway, <laughs> Adesh, I mean, final question for you uh, to ask about that. And I mean this in a good way for Liverpool fans, actually. I think Liverpool have got a bit of luck. This year. I think they overdue a lot of luck from last season. And they're getting yeah. it because the last two games, they played against 10 men. And then this one, the first Palace had a couple of penalties overturned. It's a good thing, obviously, because you need that luck as well today. So it looks like things are working out for Liverpool as well from that regard, that they're, they're getting the decisions going their way. I mean, maybe, maybe Kanea just got it, so he's laughing. Maybe, I don't know, but, or maybe, yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's, it's a long season, right? It's a one-year-long league tournament. Eight months. So you, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's a season, right? Yeah, yeah. See, the year changes everything. So, uh, when you talk about eight months long period, eight months long tournament, you need a luck. Mm-hmm. You need a luck in some games, in some, even a month as well. When there's a patch, uh, your team is just not working out, passing is not going good, 
but somehow you manage somehow you just win a point or even three sometimes and that is what the phase is having like that is the phase liverpool are going through right now they are consistent in creating chances they are creating chances but they are very constrained in scoring those chances so mosala is scoring chances no doubt he has been one of the greatest winger and he is still so it's just time when jota or mane or firmino has to step up and score more and convert more of those chances yeah. and keeping in mind the midfield is just thiago who is just not the guy i think klopp thought he would be with them because he is not controlling the game as he used to do with bayern what klopp thought he would do with liverpool because the game in premier league is very fast paced right people players press you so fast as soon as you receive the ball so thiago might not be usual to that kind of a feeling that kind of a play maybe or maybe not but that rough patch is going over for a very long period now it's a different season 6 months are over 7 months are over now he has to perform he ha- he is running out of excuses right so similarly and for the defense i mean they have been sorted they have four center backs and solid center backs none of them is a downgrade from any angle they've got pretty good left back very good right back and even a decent backup for a left back and milner performed quite well in the last game as well so he still got some good legs with him and uh, they've got a good team overall hopefully alisson remains fit because that is the guy who usually gets injured in last two seasons he gets injured and liverpool starts losing point we have we've all seen this adrian is not a keeper he is not a worthy backup keeper for liverpool that is where they lose points so hopefully he's going to remain injured that luck uh, should remain with alisson as well and they're going to survive in top 4 even challenge for the title they are challenge title uh, i mean contenders let's see survive in the top four that's a you know that's like a very harsh thing to say like there's a little bit of a you know like that digger they're going to survive in the top four that's you know like, anyway maybe um yeah i mean it's uh, it's it's yeah it's, it's something to to look up as well as others uh, mentioned i mean they do have a decent squad better uh, more depth i think with thiago i just wonder there's a little bit of a um a misconception because actually he wasn't a start of a buy he was actually a sub player he only started because pavard was injured during that champions league run so kimik had to play at right back and that's why he played otherwise he was already a sub player actually for buy Uh, but anyway um we'll uh, we'll move on because i mean there's a few more games to think about um nishkan very quickly talk on leicester city uh, i know we talked a little bit in the last preview as well but they lost again against brighton yeah. is it a case of uh, now the the whole thursday sunday thing from last season they've been doing it last season they're doing it is it starting to catch up with the squad i mean there's a lot of injuries as well but is it starting yeah. to catch up to brendan has brendan taken them as far as he can take them is it that or is it just a minor blip uh no I, i think it's they have a small squad they don't have the biggest of squads right so thursday saturday thursday sunday, sunday you know uh thursday sunday this is probably hurting them because they have to travel at to weird places as well travel travel quite far uh no, no, they only were in leicester this season and they only have to go they'll, they'll be going to napoli it was no weird place but okay yeah i mean <laughs> it just started but they went to other places last usually yeah, in europe yeah, i know i know what you mean yes, yeah, yeah. so uh, that that really put t- is taking a toll now and you know i don't know it could also be that you know maybe brendan has taken them as far as he could but the, 
you know that team too is over reliant on wadi uh, so you know they they have some uh, weaknesses that has often been exploited in europe right so uh, yeah i mean no i i don't think like we can rule them uh, out just yet i don't think this time they'll be uh, top four challengers like I, i don't really see them troubling uh, others too much right but Absolutely. Uh, i think sorry? i also yeah. feel that you know i also just feel that there there are a lot of uh, you know players that are underperforming right now like yeah. you don't see madison right now playing like there's no talk of, i don't i don't know he was he looking for a switch to arsenal that bad that he stopped performing for leicester uh you know there's too much pressure on tillemans there's already talk about him you know uh, him being hot property next transfer window january like yeah. what are these players thinking right now open, yeah maybe uh, maybe they're trying talent. to move yeah. signing the contract yet yep exactly but exactly. they were unlucky so, as well in the last game though that has to be called i think yeah, yeah. the two what, uh, calls, yeah. yeah that went against them they were unlucky as well uh but yeah i mean they, they there are there is seems to be some you know discontent among players i think people are talking about leaving and they being over reliant on one player right i i think so, yeah, i mean when you miss out once on top four like the way they did against you know the couple of twice, games, that you can did. take that right and then second yeah. time to lose in the cruel way because if they had won that game they would have qualified for top four really i mean it really was about them losing rather than you know because chelsea did their part and lost the game So you know, all they had to do was win. So you know, sometimes mm-hmm. when you lose in two cruel ways, I think mentally it affects as well. But I do make the point that I think this season is not about Wardy. It's actually Harvey Barnes, who has really stepped up and really doing well uh, for yeah. them this season. And so I think they're kind of starting to move past Wardy uh, towards. Uh, but again, it's still a one-man team. It's still Barnes who's really lifting them a lot over the others. But anyway, yeah. and they did of course give up a two-nil lead against Napoli in the Europa League as well. So mm-hmm. that might yeah. factor as well. But Anyway, we'll, we'll keep an eye on Leicester. I think another one to keep an eye on is Brighton. We're not going to talk about them, but Brighton is uh, this dark horses this for a European dark. spot. Yeah. Keep and keep an eye on them. They might just sneak into six to seven this season, something uh, to look at. But anyway, surprise uh, of the season. Yes, yeah, they're they're doing really really well this season. Um, I think finally Grant Potter is getting his ideas across. A bandy being linked with Arsenal. If Arteta does, I don't know what Arsenal fans make of that. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, talk about the other one, the big the other two, the other two Sunday games, Manchester United against West Ham. Um, I mean, uh, there's indecisions to talk about Kanaya, but I mean, the one thing that I note, noted that I'll talk about this from a West Ham perspective. If Michael Antonio played that game, how different would the result be for West Ham? Just molecular. very different, like just like very different. West Ham would have like uh, they would have won that game in my mind if 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 Antonio. That's the presence that he has. They were lagging. Like, if you see the goal as well, it was it was more of yeah, it was a deflection, obviously. But then there was it was not like. They, it it was intended for a goal they were playing really well they were like cracking they, they were they, they were breaking up the whole of course our amazing midfield that we have the center midfield that we have around walking around like you know, they were playing kids in the park or something but antonio was a big miss uh, i think that's 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 what i felt i felt that united were extremely lucky that antonio was out for this game yeah. otherwise it would have been a very different result altogether It, yeah. it it was just it was it was more of a united was catching up the entire game they were just playing catch up but but for united uh, the fact that de gea is coming back in form is probably just as important as yeah, cr7 but then it's just it's just one penalty i i you know okay he 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 did good he did really well last minute a lot of pressure he scored he he saves a penalty and you know a noble i but then there's a lot of you know if you just think about that decision getting noble for the last kick 
like you have ben rama who just scored he he is okay he doesn't take no, penalties sub- but then he was subbed off he was subbed off ben rama was but then but then noble just coming to the last kick that i just didn't feel they they, they could be any one else taking their penalty but yeah they, that's the problem with the you know with with uh, de gea that's a problem that he does one thing amazing in the whole season yeah. possibly so, i want you him. say de gea doesn't deserve to start right now given the way he has been playing in last I, I, I think he does but i want i want i want only to kind of back henderson a little to kind of push him as well that's what yeah, i would I mean, want henderson to see i would it's a curious case in this one because i think he's yeah. not even been on the bench i mean i know no. he was on the bench and so there's an injury issue clearly is injury when he comes back is he going to be able to be at the level i think henderson's career united is done at this point i think this was the time and i think now that day has done well I, i don't i don't see henderson coming back in as a first choice at least i think his career is done uh united but and unless he has like a howler the next two three games and suddenly you know you get but i th- i think with the form that he is in and let's hope that doesn't happen yeah. obviously but uh, i think i think henderson's career might might be done at this point but anyway we'll keep it on that i mean uh nashia i mean can i touch on the midfield and i obviously you know you're not privy to united but uh, i mean united fans don't see it but do you see something in fred i mean i think scott mcdomney actually had a decent game for someone who was playing his pretty much his first second game of the season i think he was pretty good and he did what he had to do Uh, but Fred, do you see something in him that we don't see that that maybe Ali sees? Because what does he see in him that the reason that he starts every game? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he thinks that his physicality is better because I I, I really don't see him being very good tactically for a Brazilian, right? So I don't know if it's physical because or or he might he must just hate uh, Van der Beek. You know, it has to be something around that. uh but but then again even mctominy you know is not that great to be know, he will have those games right you know so he'll be very good and people will go that you know that united blood and what not uh but then he will not be really good you know he he'll have you know most of the time he'll have he'll make uh, costly mistakes and but then again fred fred is definitely a, he, he's you know a disgrace for a brazilian that's the kind of uh, player he is so wow. you know i don't know that's, maybe that's maybe, <laughs> no, maybe I, I... Uh, ole you know has a good relationship or maybe you know maybe ole knows that he's not at this level and he's asking him to do things step by steps and he's seen that happen in training and so probably he continues to stay stick with him i i i, I don't really or have maybe or maybe this. or maybe he feels uh, fred is uh, united's kante <laughs> no i think the thing with fred is you ask him to run around he does that very well you ask him to win yeah, the ball yeah. back most of yeah that's why i said that. physicality is but something but it's not that, no, but, you know, no it's not physicality because he gets bashed or challenges very easily like he can't yeah. win tackles and all that i mean that's the intensity or the intensity, intensity or just kind of yeah. keep at keep at it yeah. you know he lose a ball but he still run away and run you know to get the ball yeah, yeah well, the he, effort he, he right that's something yeah and definitely he's he doesn't have good technique to you know dispossess people yeah he can run like yeah you can uh, basically that's lesser what lesser version of ramirez oh, okay yeah cool yeah <laughs> organize find a, an example and other place but he just a lot should be the only reason he should be selected sorry sorry do you think walkrit should be the only reason I, he should be playing in the first team i don't think he's starting at all like i, I don't see what he offers because most of the time the people talk about him running around he's running up because he's lost the ball on his own he's going to play a yeah. defensive midfielder role I, but they, they don't have anyone that's a problem they don't have anyone they i mean the yeah, mcdominy and he'll do well for not defensive like yeah, no, see, he, he has to go forward 
Yeah, but that's the problem. We don't have anyone else. That's the Fred problem. Fred is the yeah. closest thing we have to a CDM. Literally, Fred is the closest. And plus, his profit is good. That is the only you know, you might, you guys might want to just put Martich, go deeper, don't run around, right? Just sit there and clear up but then, things. But then like he, just, he just pushes the game back then. It just, no, care, the thing, it just no. causes much more The thing uh, with Martich issues. is he can't play 90 minutes anymore. He can't do it. You can ask him to play 30, 30 minutes, he'll probably do it. But yeah, so probably minutes. Fred would do more yeah, damage, I, like less damage in 60 you minutes. You shouldn't have sold Fellaini, man. You miss him, right? <laughs> well, it's, but Fellaini wasn't really a CDM either, to be honest. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he liked being as a CDM either. It's such a very but special... You guys had role. a perfect NBA team. Come on. And, well, NBA and team. Now thank you, Adesh. who just sits on the bench. Uh-huh. Well, thank you. Thank you, Adesh. <laughs> if you were playing NBA, I would say thank you. That we had a perfect NBA team. But we don't. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I I don't know. I I don't. I, I, I there's something there that I mean. The thing is, Fred doesn't work with Pogba. So if you're gonna play Pogba, then you have to. You it really know, works with Pogba. It's, it's you know, we have been trying to unlock Pogba since last. Like, no, six Pogba years. and Bruno work. See, Pogba and Bruno work yeah. in, in in that mid in that midfield and left wing role. The two okay. of them together, yeah. they work. Have, they work. But you know, when from you, your mouth because Pogba has started showing up, right? Yeah, probably for his new contract. Why don't you contract <laughs> yeah. Ronaldo? Uh, well, oh, yeah. yeah, but he did have a, a two average games. I don't think he was very good against young boys. So they're playing with 10 men. So I kind of excuse that. I yeah. don't think he was necessarily very good yesterday, I, uh, yesterday either. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, you don't know with Pogba what you get. So you kind of go like that. But it's okay. I think at the moment we have a decent team where we can sort of carry passengers in, in that attack. But yeah. the midfield requires a little bit of attention. Uh, anyway, speaking of, of that, um, others, uh, I, you know, should I ask you this question? Because I was actually going to ask you about Ronaldo. Uh, but you know what? I will ask you this question because what I have noticed with Ronaldo is Ronaldo has been very good, but I, you know, salt the, on wounds. No, no, no. But the worry about Ronaldo, which I think a lot of people had, is now is, is Mason Greenwood. I just felt then this was the first time where I thought Mason Greenwood was kind of pushed to the periphery. Like it looks like he was there. And I know it's a controversial question to ask, and that's only yeah. one game. But it for me, it just felt like this was, um, you know, it was kind of like Greenwood is kind of being the supplier to Ronaldo rather than to playing his own game. And I just wonder. Uh, you know, it's only one game. Maybe things will change, but I just wonder if that is a concern. That is, that's is that a valid concern that United fans should have? I know, so I know others is the wrong person to ask that question to, but I'll ask him that anyway. Uh, you know, uh, is that, is that is a kind of a guy who will deliver, right? He just needs to be in the box. You put in the delivery, and he will deliver the goal to you. He'll score like 60 70 percent of the times he receives the ball. So that is a very good percentage overall if you look from a striker's point of view. Uh, he, at the age of 36, 37, you can't expect a player to run around and create chances, especially when you're not a playmaker, right? You're not Messi who can just create the game from behind or in the midfield. He is a striker. He is an attacking player. So he's going to remain in the box. That's where he is a beast. His Mm -hmm. movements, his footwork, his aerial ability. I mean, you can't name a second guy in Premier League who can match that. Lukaku, I don't think so. He 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 would be the closest one, but not similar level. His presence won't be as same as uh, Ronaldo. Right? Wow. wow. I agree that. I agree to that. If Ronaldo yeah. is in your team, he plays. You know, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, teenagers yeah. would give their leg to play with Ronaldo. So Mason Greenwood is lucky I mean, that he gets. You just can't mark him, right? He, I, I he'll be know, I, I behind you, and the next second he'll be in no, front but, of you and score a goal. 
I, I but, don't but think it's a matter it, of them not playing. I think Ronaldo has to start. He does four goals. Yeah, I yeah. wonder that the way, because Bruno and Pogba... He is better than um, Martial and Rashford combined. He He's going to start, bro. <laughs> so, there is no doubt. When you have others, uh, others, Ronaldo. Yeah, others. I will throw you this bone and say that Jesus is better than Martial. So you know what? That, that's really a low bar to suggest. <laughs> but but coming back to your question of Greenwood, uh, I mean, this was uh, his season where he could actually shine, and uh, Ronaldo stealing all the limelight, or maybe he deserves all the limelight. You can say anything which suits you. But uh, Greenwood is playing on the right wing, right? Sancho playing on the right, which I don't think Sancho is great on the left wing. But again, Greenwood needs to start because he has shown that hunger. He has shown that that capability, what he can do in front of goals. He can create as well. Not only score, but create. And he's been doing so for Ronaldo or even for Bruno or Pogba, creating chances, if not goals. Yeah, so, no, Greenwood will start. What he's been doing, that is what uh, like Ole expects or even fans expect Sancho to do from the right wing once there is a right time, once he settles in with a time, maybe after a year or so. Uh, so let's see, but Greenwood uh, will surely come once after Ronaldo is done with United. Maybe then there would be a chance of him to shine uh, on a higher level. Yeah, because Rashford is certainly not doing that. Well, well, Rashford is injured right now, so he's, he can't do anything right now. But uh, I mean, he just, play, he's not going to shine on the same level what we expect from Greenwood, right? Uh, yeah, not on the left right wing, definitely. Um, he's not. Yeah. Player, so he's not going to do that. I mean, it's just with Greenwood. The thing, and I read this uh, somewhere, is that Ronaldo likes balls in the air played to him. Like he's a he's an aerial player, and Greenwood doesn't like that. He likes fast plays. So for him, it's that fun. I mean, when you look at Ronaldo, he's just asking for a flight delivery in the box. He, he just pulls up his hand up in the air and he just asks for the delivery. Either it's on the leg or 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 on his head, just deliver the ball. Yeah. Anyway, he well, I mean, you know, it's uh, punish yeah. the goalkeeper. He will punish the defenders. Yeah, I mean, it's a minor grab. I don't think the attack is really an issue at the moment, uh, as big an issue at the moment. The bigger issue is that yeah. we're in that defense and those yeah. need to be fixed. Um, anyway, uh, can I hear a quick note, a final note, I guess, on the West performance? Because I thought West Ham played with 12 men uh, in, in that game. I just It's just... I mean, I mean, we talk about individual decisions. What do you make of the two penalty shots for Ronaldo and then the penalty shot for Shaw? It, it was it's a, it was a penalty in my mind for Ronaldo. Like both for the both of them, it was clear. It's just like I, I, it's like it's like VAR saying that okay, uh, we're not giving it. Just like like okay, no, like somebody so just any last season we're not giving it. Uh, yeah, it's or or it's more like till you give the penalty duties to Bruno, we're not giving it back. To you, so we're not. You, Bruno <laughs> needs to take penalty, something like that. We yeah, don't know decided. who has the duties, right? You have, no, but that's the amazing. But, but that's the thing. We, the refs don't want to find out. The refs exactly. just want to find out. Like they like, want to find out. Like, let's, let's just build it up. Let's just build it up and see when somebody gets a penalty, who takes it? Possibly Greenwood. Who do you That'll think? Be amazing. Who should have this responsibility? I, I I I don't care. I mean, it could be Bruno, it could be Ronaldo, as long as the ball goes in the back of the net. I don't yeah. care who takes penalties. Just make sure that the guy. That's the question for City, right? <laughs> who should take the penalty? I, I think they've solved it now, haven't they? They've got some. I mean, you know, uh, they've, they've, every they, time they've there's a different guy who's taking the penalty, it scares me off. Ah, well, that's true, but. I mean, well, I mean, maybe Jack Grealish will take them now, right? So now that yeah. we sorted, uh, Grealish will take. Or them. Stur- Sterling is still there. Sterling. Doesn't well, yeah, I don't know if others like Sterling. Yeah, it. Sterling yeah. could be. Sterling would be the first guy who should take yeah. the penalty if he does. Oh, but that's a kind of problem for Chelsea as well because Jorginho misses a lot. Right? He he takes them well, Lukaku? but. 
Lukaku. Yeah, now I think it should Lukaku. be Lukaku. Now it should. Yeah, Lukaku. But it's still, yeah. but it's still with. I think it's still with uh, Jorginho. If Jorginho is on the pitch, he gets. Yeah, the first he nod. might get the first nod. Okay. But I think they should give it to Lukaku because you know it'll good for him as a striker as well. Plus, Jorginho is a good taker, but he misses quite a bit. Anyway, we'll we'll come to Chelsea. Uh, I think uh, now we'll talk about that, but. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, was, it was a lucky win. I thought the Shaw one was a penalty, but I think just seeing it after two penalties that were not given to Ronaldo, yeah. it's, it, just, it just annoys you when you see that. Especially the fact that we didn't even tell him to go have a look. And he tells him to go have a look for the Shaw one. Because he didn't give okay. the Shaw one either, actually. And then he told him, go take a look. And then he gave it. So, you know, that, that's, that's what annoys me. It always annoys me when people do that. But anyway, uh, all right, let's just talk about uh, Chelsea against Spurs. Big game, uh, absolutely. And I... And, uh, I mean, it's uh, we've got to talk about from both perspectives. Team, we'll start with Chelsea because we got Nishikanti with that big pack on is in the pack. Uh, it's a, uh, I mean, the, the obviously the halftime sub, the substitution made it made a difference bringing Kante on for Mount. Yeah. Uh, you don't you don't always associate uh, Kante with making a difference in attack. Well, you do actually make mm. it a lot these days. Uh, you weren't making it before. I think that's a transformation in Kante, isn't it? Now these impacting games not just at the back but in the front as well. Yeah, but I think it started under Sari, this this transformation, right? So, and Tukel has managed to really find a way to use these three properly, which with Sari, I think, tried but did not succeed. So that's there. But yeah, that was a very key decision. And uh, again, Tukel showed to the team that he's not afraid to take anyone, right? Mason Mount was practically practically untouchable last season. He has played quite a few games this season as well, but to take him off at half half time is a you know kind of a symbolic gesture to everyone else. It's a but message. Was it not a niggle? Was it not a niggle? No. A niggle? Like he because I was I was no. hearing um, there was something that he felt. Yeah, that it's one was... of those uh, when your pride gets injured. It was an injury. Yeah. No, I mean Tukel himself said why he got uh, Kante. So he was, okay. he said clearly that you know it was we were lacking intensity and 50-50 challenges we were losing, so he needed someone and Kante was the so it was a tactical change. Mount is fit. It's, it's one of those things when you play in school and you the coach tells you yeah. told to come off, then you start pretending that you got an injury to like make very very well. Ah, you know what I'm injured actually, so that's why I'm coming out. That's why I didn't play yeah. well today. Uh, anyway, but I think it was it was good from Chelsea's point of view. Uh, it's a, it's an important win, obviously, being three nil. Uh, Adarsh, uh, is the honeymoon phase over for Spurs? I mean, they had three wins on the row in a row. Now they've not won any of the last three games. Uh, is it is the honeymoon period over, or is it again just a blip? That's just typical Spurs, right? They play good for a good patch of time, and then they go downhill. And that downhill period just goes with the for the same amount of time what the good patch actually started or ended. So. I mean, yeah, the honeymoon phase is over. You can say that. It's uh, Nuno's job now to handle the pressure, the better players from Wolves, of course. So, it would be board's pressure as well. I mean, they've hold on Kane. Uh, now, they really want Nuno to like build in Kane somehow in the build-up, the whole team. And he must score goals for them so that even if they plan to sell him, maybe a season or season later, uh, they can get a good amount for him because if Kane doesn't perform from this season, he's going to just downgrade more and more because he's already downgraded with Spurs as of now. And uh, they've got new signings though. Emerson is looking decent on the right back. He's he's good in moving forward. He's good in midfield as well sometimes when he plays. 
but again he's not that impressive with the defensive side of it uh they had they had a good first half again in the last match but uh, as soon as the second half started they completely lost the whole slot the whole plan how they were playing in the first half uh they got to be a little more consistent what they already are if they are playing good in the first half they got to make sure they do just in a same way if not better in the second half because that is where nuno would be facing a very very tough decisions to bring in the right substitutions to bring in uh, to how tactically change the game whether they want to push for a goal or they want to defend uh, the nil nil score line or they want to actually change the whole game so that is the hard choice for any manager and nuno here so let's see how things go for spurs ahead mm. that's fair enough i think the only question to kanaya for me is as a structure on game what is the motivation for kane because we talked about this in the previous so what is the motivation for kane to play well because he wanted to go he clearly doesn't want to be here no matter what he says and whatever what he tweets or he doesn't want to be there so and now he's noticing that spurs are slowly going out of the race for the champions league they probably not going to play in the champions next season if he scores goals his value goes up so you know levy keeps asking for more money what is the motivation for him to play well at at spurs really at this point and score goals it just self image and the fans for me yeah, yeah but I mean the fans yes but he wants to go let's be honest he wants to go that's it yeah he wants know. to leave i think yeah, yeah. There, there's there's there is no doubt like in my mind as well that he doesn't want to kind of he he that's what he's thinking but then the only thing that i think he it just shows bad on him as well he's a striker he's supposed to score goals that's his motivation and i think that's you know if because you know he's not he he's 29 uh he's still he's he's still playing in the best league possible uh and he is he's playing for somebody that he is actually he's he's actually uh, pretty you know it's not a decent squad right now but it's pretty good they they can get better so that's it ah you mute mute okay oh, okay just... so uh, so is so basically was in my what my in my mind what what he has to play for is himself it's not it's not he's not playing for spurs yeah. anymore no yeah but i mean he, then, it, yeah No, that's a good point. But, I think for himself, for pride, that's all great. But then again, uh, you know, and maybe Nishikant, you can jump into this as well because we talked about how Kane might look at Lukaku and you know think, oh my God, that could have been me. Maybe not at Chelsea, but at some other club, I could be doing that. The thing is, if he scores goals, his value goes up, right? And then Levy doesn't mm-hmm. sell him. So if he doesn't play well in in a, in a very weird, twisted sort of way, I, you know, he makes it clear that you know what, I want to go. I, I don't want to stay. He's anymore. not. He doesn't. He doesn't care about Levy anymore in my mind. Yeah, he's so like he, that's you know, can always he, you know, officially hand in a transfer request. Yeah, and that would put like, his value down, right? Yeah, uh, if it goes too high. But I agree with what Kanaya said. Like, if he doesn't play well, he's only bringing his stock down. Right? If you don't score, then who's gonna pay? You know, because Levi will still ask for hundred million at least next year if he doesn't score. But then nobody would want to uh, pay you. Yeah. Right? And if it turns out that oh, you know, maybe he wasn't motivated, then that reflects badly on your professionalism. Right? Yeah. So either way, it's a loss for you if you do not play well. Right? Yeah. I mean, I Regardless, guess. I mean, so, I mean yeah. it's clear he doesn't want to stay at Spurs. And why would you? Not should you. Right. So <laughs> that's a little so, bit harsh, but okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's right, but he needs to play for himself. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get that. I mean, like, I guess, and I'm not saying that he's going to throw games away. I think he probably, but a two nil down, or you know, when you're like not so doing so well, where's the motivation to try and get back into it and try to make it to one or two? To sometimes you also, that. I think you know, it's it, the that motivation has to come from manager. If you're two nil down, you want yeah. to come back. And I, I don't think, I mean, they'll be the new Watford, you know. 
they got the only problem the, the only problem i felt was like you know i think there was a lot of talk that son being injured he was not ready and so on i don't maybe they were playing with a nigel or something because i couldn't find son at his pace i i couldn't uh, you know kane was there but the service that we expect from son and you know how they want to play how they generally play with son and everybody you know they, they didn't they didn't they didn't start with a bad or a or, or you know a, a bad uh, starting lineup they had a good starting lineup they they were there but then this nobody clicked so in is it like fatigue is it like you know suddenly they've realized they've gone through a slump again which generally spurs do the 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 interesting thing as well is the way that nuno is playing them as well that they're not you they're, they're supposed to be an all out attack squad but they are like with uh, hoybeg and everybody they're kind of holding back as well they they they're, they're trying to do something different so i i just felt that that was also kind of a little weird for me in that sense but then i guess yeah it, it could be a phase as well i don't know a reciprocal phase for spurs and arsenal at the same time <laughs> yeah yeah i read that as well yes the way that they're winning but this one the thing about it though is that something and nuno is not an attacking coach so if you have an all out attacking team and i know he's only like six choice or seven choice whatever for spurs but uh, yeah that's not a squad that that nuno is not attacking football and there's no way that ship, i think that ship has sailed anyway i think mourinho wasn't that and i don't think uh, nuno is that either but yeah but mourinho uh, wouldn't lose 3-0 either well, how often would you see mourinho losing 3-0 Yeah, back to back. I, I don't see that possible. Yeah, yeah. He will kind of park the bus, or he'll do. Yeah, something. he will park. He'll, he'll, you know, he might get you a point if yeah. if uh, Spurs had the uh, you know if we played Spurs and Mourinho had been the coach after the first half, you know, the moment he would see that Chelsea have started pressing, he'll tell them park the bus, and and he'll shut up shop. But that's not the. Uh, i think you know maybe nuno is not really that he's a spurs level coach i i won't say he's not a spurs level coach but he's not a coach to take them into top four like pochettino did well, to be fair i mean mourinho did lose 3-0 to spurs when he was manager of manchester united so it's not that he can't do it he can it just depends on which yeah, season I mean, he's playing them yeah it's not that often yeah anyway everybody I, uses All right. I mean, we'll wrap it up here because I think we've gone quite a bit over time. So we'll just wrap it up quickly. Uh, one final question for each of you. Uh, player of the weekend. Uh, we'll do that. Uh, we'll start with the other. Who is your player of the weekend, and why? If you want to give a sentence or two. Uh, for me, it's gotta be Ronaldo for his consistency and his uh, like the presence overall. So for me, it's gotta be Ronaldo. Why not? Oh, thank you, Adish. Uh, that's the way you just say. It's like, yeah, it's like, well, uh, you know, uh, yeah, didn't expect that one. Uh, Nishika, who's your player of the weekend? Silva, Thiago Silva, for me. Is he better than Ruben Diaz? Oh, <laughs> why is better than Ruben Diaz? I mean, that's that's not even that should be even a debate. This is a 37-year-old wow. guy who did not make any foul last game, no ball losses. You know, everything he did defensively. he won it any uh, aerial duels or uh, interceptions tackles whatever plus scored a goal almost scored a second one at the age of 37 and he has ever since he came to chelsea he has never looked out of place in you know in especially at his age his age adapting to premier league uh, never easy but that's you know top 1% of the footballer he he's among that so ruben diaz should not even be in this conversation <laughs> 
I asked wow. because Mr. Khan made that comment last time after the Champions League game. So this uh, anyway, uh, there will be a con- continuity. Happy, right? Whatever makes them happy. <laughs> I just oh my, yeah. I I I don't know. I don't do I like this new other show. That's a very like non non confrontational non. Because right now even he is not sure on Dubey. He has seen him falling to the ground way too often. He had he had a patchy start of the season, but uh, last two games he has been decent. But uh, let's see how. Again, it's too early to tell. Yeah, too early. Well, okay, fair enough. Too early to tell. Ah, uh, Kanya, your player of the weekend. Uh, I I was really impressed by Leon Baby. Uh, yes. That yeah. was like an yeah. impact. That was an impact. I'm like, wh- where has this guy been? Mm-hmm. Comes on as a from the bench and just like who rips apart. Like Everton is not that bad. They don't play that bad. But then he just ripped them. Yeah. Like single handedly and then gets a strain yeah. and then just walks off as well. I'm like, wow, <laughs> what a start. Yeah, star is born, Leon Bailey. But apparently he does. Uh, Even Ivan Tony had a good weekend. Eduardo was yeah, the other guy, right? Who just came in and scored a couple of goals. The last uh, match again for Crystal Palace. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was also that's not Eduardo. That was the that's previous not, weekend. Yeah. Huh. That, yeah, that's the last week. Okay. Oh yeah, last. Oh, yeah. But Leon Bailey, maybe a new star is born. And also, I was I was also happy with Ismail Sal. You know, he he was mm-hmm. like you know these are games which you expect. these players to perform they don't they want to show their class as well you know they're playing you know easy not not an easy game but then you know norwich is struggling 1-1 and then he comes and scores two goals as well and you know he's he scores second two goals in second half and yeah. so that's kind of impact i think there are, these are the games like the small where you kind of uh go against some Kanye does his research that's why we have him on the show but for his research yeah. uh you know uh, to do for yeah because we, we we don't bother with the small games but Kanye watches that, <laughs> that. Oh, but that was uh, a really good game actually but it was oh, a no, really I, good yeah, game I, I believe you I agree yes it must it was definitely a good game I'm sure there was 3-1 it was a good game but uh you know uh anyway um I was going to say Hamish Rodriguez maybe because he's got to Qatar but no that would be a joke yeah, he's I think going for to me, Qatar right yeah he's off to Qatar but uh, maybe off to Qatar he's oh, trying to find him No, no, not signed. It. He's trying to find a club to sign in in Qatar. Also, oh, so vacation basically. Vacation, yeah, whatever else that may be. Yeah, or preparing um, for the World Cup. Maybe. Yeah, preparing for the World Cup. Yes, <laughs> yeah. acclimatization. But I think for me, it will be Jesse Lingard. I think uh, you know you mentioned. Oh, him Lingard is well. You got Jesse Lingard. Uh, the goal was great, but really the fact that uh, you know he had such a bad game against well, not a bad, but a bad moment against young boys, and we all piled on him. I did too. We all did. But uh, you know he responded well, and I think credit to him for for that great goal, for the way he responded. Um, you know, it's just it's something to 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 talk about, to celebrate, something to be uh, you know uh, to admire, I guess. And it's good that he showed that character. Uh, you know, the sad part, of course, from that now is that he probably be handed a new contract, which I don't know exactly one. But that there's there's always you know uh, every bright cloud, every silver cloud has a dark lining. You know, make the thing the other way. <laughs> but. Uh, No, but no, but yeah, that's but uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that's a conversation for another day of Berlin Gas Bridge Hall. But for this weekend, uh, he's my pick for player of the weekend just for the just for the character that he showed in scoring that goal and you know, coming back from a horrible moment. So anyway, thank you so much, Nishikant. Thank you so much, Kani, and thank you so much, Adarsh, for joining me today. Uh, really appreciate all your insights, all your comments, all those snide remarks. You know everything that you've done is that you bring to this show. We always enjoy it. Uh, I always enjoy it. So thank you so much for joining. Uh, we will, of course, be back. We won't be doing the Carabao Cup games because they suck, unless you know there's a big result that we have to talk about. But otherwise, you know, we probably won't be doing that. But we'll probably be back with the preview show for next weekend. So do watch out for that. Uh, but until then, if you did enjoy this video, please do remember to like, share, and subscribe. And also mention in the comment section what you thought of the games and what do you think. 
uh, you know, needs to change for some of the clubs or needs to improve upon. So let us know what you think. Uh, and of course, we'll see you again very, very soon. Have a good day or night. Bye-bye.